Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. For some reason on ESPN, this guy is a 10th round pick. His ADP overall is running back 24. Guys, what are we doing? Seriously, what's going on here? I want this running back in every single league. And man, if you don't want him after this, I don't know what to tell you. episode you've all been waiting for here on the breakout football podcast on the believe network sponsored by prize pick i'm zach cohen at zach cohen fb on all socials you know me i don't like to waste time today i have four league winners six others at the end who i love the upside of these are guys who are good but can be great and typically when i pick league winners they're younger guys because the young guys have the higher chance to break out. And so we see every year, I guess you could call them the breakouts, whatever. League winners, breakouts, it's the same in my mind. I never force how many I have. This year I got four, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's six. I got a quarterback, a running back, a wide receiver, a tight end, and then like I said, a handful of other players at the end who I like, but not as much as these four. Starting off, with a young quarterback who lots of people have talked about. Again, this these aren't sleepers. These aren't players who you've probably forgotten about. Well, maybe the next one is. But Jalen Hurts is a guy who could win leagues. His ADP, according to 4 for 4 Football's multi-site ADP tool. Again, I use it all the time. Quarterback 6. Last season, he was quarterback 7 in points per game. He was quarterback two through the first seven games. And that's always interesting to me because toward the end of the season, the Eagles really became so dedicated to the run. They ran the ball at a higher rate than every team in football last season. And when that happened, Hertz's fantasy production dipped. He was quarterback 11 through the next set of games. Whereas he started quarterback two through the first seven games, like I just said. Now they added A.J. Brown. Now he's had another offseason to progress, ideally as a passer. But even if that doesn't happen, we know what he's capable of on the ground. He can still be a mid-quarterback one with weekly upside of being the quarterback one. Throw in an improved passing game. Throw in just him being an improved passer in general. That upside, sky Hi, if I could have any quarterback on my fantasy team this season at cost, it would be hers. And you might be thinking, well, why not just wait for the next tier of your Aaron Rodgers or your Joe Burrows, your Dak Prescott's? And that's fine. That's totally fine. I have always advised to wait on quarterbacks. However, 
I think there is a clear distinction in tier of quarterbacks. Hurts being the final quarterback of that first tier, right? You have Josh Allen, clear quarterback one. You have Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, not necessarily in that order. Dare I say I'd take Lamar too. Then you have Kyler Murray. Then you have Hurts. After that, it's a bunch of guys who will be and should be quarterback ones. I say will be, but then again, like I've told you all forever, we never know anything for certain. But as I was saying, you have that next tier, your Tom Brady's, your your Matthew Stafford's. They're good. They should be quarterback ones barring injury. But we know that Hurts has the higher upside simply based on his skills as a runner and Philadelphia's willingness to use that. I love Jalen Hurts throwing a reliable receiver like A.J. Brown. I think they want to throw the ball more. They should probably want to throw the ball more. And even if it all goes to hell, Hurts is still a very viable fantasy quarterback. But the upside is there. Then that's what we're focusing on today. Jalen Hurts, my league winning quarterback. For some reason on ESPN, this guy is a 10th round pick. His ADP overall is running back 24. Guys, what are we doing? Seriously, what's going on here? I want this running back in every single league. And man, if you don't want him after this, I don't know what to tell you. You may know him as the quad god. It is Packers running back A.J. Dillon. And I kind of teased it in the Hertz segment that some people seem to have forgotten about Dillon. ESPN clearly did. I don't know how you forget a six foot, 247 pound running back who surprisingly can catch. But look at the situation he's in and just look at the production he's shown. And to be drafted that low is bonkers to me. Will Dillon be the top running back in fantasy? Probably not. But he should smash his ADP. So much so at his value that if you have him as your running back three, you could be set. Heck, I'd be fine having him as my running back two. And I rarely say that about a running back going in the sixth, seventh, eighth, let alone ninth, or even the tenth round. That's bonkers. Last season, Dylan had nine games where he had ten or more carries. Overall, he was running back 23, though he was just running back 36 on average. But from weeks nine to 18... He was running back 12 overall and running back 17 on average. So how does that translate? Well, he's young. He's only getting better. There's a good chance Green Bay runs the ball more now that Devontae Adams isn't there. Maybe Alan Lazard becomes the next Devontae Adams, although that seems very unlikely. Possible, but unlikely. Y'all know how we feel about probability on this show. You gotta consider all the factors. But what that doesn't change is how the Packers' run game should operate. Besides, they didn't draft Dylan for nothing in 2020. And then this season, from weeks 9 to 18, he was 8th among running backs in points scored in the red zone and tied for ninth in carries, according to the 33rd team's new edge fantasy tool. And while Aaron Jones was the main receiving back, A.J. Dillon was involved in this passing game, especially in the red zone. Jones ran only seven more routes than Dylan did in the red zone. So yeah, this behemoth of a human being can catch passes. Imagine if Derrick Henry was involved in the Titans passing game. Imagine if he had the skill set of a Joe Mixon, right? 
Not saying that's Dylan. <laughs> Don't twist my words. I'm not saying Dylan is the next Derrick Henry. That's a, a pretty uh, plain comparison to make. Too easy. But even if Jones is the main back, there is a very good chance Dylan takes more carries than he did last season and even a bit more targets because that's just how Green Bay's offense operated. And there's so many vacated targets, mostly from the Devontae Adams trade, that both he and Jones can feast. There's really no reason to suggest he won't be locked into short yardage and goal line work because that was his role last season. I love Dylan's talent. I love this situation. He's a massive value. He's flashed huge upside. I want A.J. Dylan everywhere, and you should too. And I just don't understand why people are so low on Dylan this year. His rushing touchdown prop on prize picks, six and a half. Last season, he scored five. Now with the likelihood that Dylan is more involved in the run game, we're only projecting him to score one and a half more touchdowns? One to two more touchdowns? Like, what are we doing here? Are you kidding me? Smash that. And if you don't have prize picks, here's my promo code, ZCohen. Just use that. Go sign up. Make your deposit. And not only will they match your deposit up to 100%, but that right there, that's up to $100 free. It's so easy. I've already set my college football props for this week. Anthony Richardson under 41 and a half rushing yards. That's ridiculous. I'm smashing the over on that. Why anyone would take the under is ridiculous. And that's just how I feel about this Dylan rushing touchdown prop and all of the ones I've said in the last three, four episodes I've done of this show this week. Every episode, I've given you all a prize pick prop, and I've said, use my promo code, ZCohen. Guys, it's easy money. Some of this stuff isn't hard. So hopefully you take that into account. Again, prize picks, P-R-I-Z-E-P-I-C-K-S, ZCohen. Y'all know how to spell my name, I would hope. So of the four league winners I'm highlighting today, there is a bigger downside on this next one than the other three. It's a wide receiver, and I was going to choose Michael Pittman, but I felt his ADP was just too rich to really constitute as a league winner. It's Cortland Sutton. And I talked about him on my wide receiver targets episode with Jake Seeley from the Athletic and FTN Network just a couple days ago. I don't really feel like, you know, regurgitating the same information. So here is a clip from that show. So by now, if you don't know how I feel about Cortland Sutton, then I don't know what to tell you. He's a target I love to have. Good wide receiver one, great wide receiver two. The upside is there. And that's really what you have to consider when making your stance on who's going to be a league winner and who isn't. You have to focus a bit more on the upside. I've been preaching all along, not just this season of the show, but for as long as I can remember doing fantasy football, that you cannot turn a blind eye to what is possible. You just can't. With Sutton and with this next guy and with Hertz and Dylan, yeah. There is downside. There's downsides with every player, and I consider that for sure, but I would be lying if I didn't say that I am putting more weight on the upside with these guys, and that is especially true with my tight end league winner. Last year, it was TJ Hawkinson. I am typically a year ahead of my time when predicting breakouts, so I think it could still happen for Hawkinson, but there's another tight end whose situation I love, and that's Dalton Schultz. On average, he's going as a tight end 6 or tight end 7 in basically all formats. Last season, he finished as the overall tight end 3, and his average finish was tight end 5. 
He led Dallas in targets inside the 10, and that is really good to hear. When you look at who saw more red zone targets than him, he was third behind Zeke and Amari Cooper. Cooper's gone. Sure, C.D. Lamb, who I'll talk about in a second really very briefly, uh, will, and I don't know why he wouldn't really <laughs> see a bigger role in this offense. Zeke, while again, still should have that role of catching passes throughout the whole field, not just the red zone, uh, there have been whispers that they're going to work in Tony Pollard more. And looking at Zeke's age and his hefty production sheet, I wouldn't be surprised as well. Here's something else, though. The Cowboys loved playing Schultz. He led skill players in snaps last season. So his trajectory is looking good, especially when you consider that he is entering the prime breakout age of 26 and he's entering a contract year. For comparison, Travis Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Darren Waller, they didn't start off great, but they all had their big fantasy breakouts in their fourth season when they were 26 or 27. George Kittle had his in his second season when he was 25. I think Dalton Schultz is next in line. I would not be surprised at all if he is one of the top tight ends this season. He should also feast. He has huge opportunities and targets and in the red zone with a prime breakout age. So Jalen Hurts, A.J. Dillon, Cortland Sutton, Dalton Schultz, my projected league winners. I got a few more for you. But first, if you're not already following the show, what are you doing? Breakout Football Podcast, all podcast platforms, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, those uh, Ravens that you listen to on your balcony. We're all here. Hit that subscribe button. You already know. And follow me everywhere. Twitter, TikTok, Instagram, at Zach Cohen FB. And again, if you showed me that you used my code to sign up on prize picks, Z Cohen, man, am I indebted to you. Before we wrap it up, Quick run through some other players I love this year. I already briefly talked about Michael Pittman. Talked about him a lot more in my wide receiver targets episode with Jake Seeley. That was third of four episodes prior to this one. All of which are 20 minutes or less. Trying to give you guys easy to digest content. Uh, I love Najee Harris and I love DeAndre Swift. Harris's injury... Something to monitor, but I don't really, that's not really going to deter me from taking him, especially when I know who I could get in the second round, like Swift and Dylan later in the draft. I love their talent. I love their youth. I love their role. Briefly talked about CD Lamb. I think he's going to be a stud. It's not crazy to say he could finish the season as the overall wide receiver one. He's that talented, and he should be seeing the ball a lot more this season. These next three guys, I was higher on. Earlier in the offseason, I still like them a lot. Definitely people I'll consider at their prices. Travis Etienne should have a very firm role as the pass catching back in Jacksonville with the upside and the talent to take on more. But I do think James Robinson has a significant role to start, especially looking at Doug Peterson's track record with running back usage. But I love Etienne. Trey Lance. Man, could this be the year? Last year was Jalen Hurts. Two years ago, Kyler Murray. Then you had Lamar Jackson. The Niners will be utilizing his mobility. Whether he takes that step as a passer remains to be seen, but the upside, again, is there. As your starting quarterback, I would try to bookend another one right away, like Derek Carr or Kirk Cousins. And then finally, Dolphins fans rejoice. I'm in on Tua this year. Not because I think he'll become better as a passer, 
but because I think he has the weapons to sustain his fantasy success. Look, he can suck all he wants, but he dumps it off to Tyreek Hill or Jalen Waddle or Raheem Mostert or Chase Edmonds. Bam, they're off to the races. That's fantasy points for Tua. So if you can't get any of those other four guys, Pittman, Harris, Swift, Lamb, Etienne, Lance, and Tua. I love them a lot. Follow me everywhere at Zach Cohen, FB, Z-A-C-H-C-O-H-E-N-F-B. Got some mailbag episodes coming up soon. You got any questions, feel free to hit me up on all my social media. This has been the Breakout Football Podcast on the Believe Network, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code ZCohen. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.